Thanks for your prayers, Kelly and Vivian. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit today. Um, Jesus starts teaching on the Holy Spirit a, a fair bit in the next couple of chapters. And the Holy Spirit uh, is a confusing subject to many. And I say confusing um, specifically because I think sometimes people can say that the Holy Spirit is a controversial subject. And I, I, I don't think the Holy Spirit is a controversial subject. I think the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. He's God. And um, humans, in our brokenness and our divisiveness, can sometimes um, conjure up needless controversies or, or needless um, divisions. Sometimes uh, there are important distinctions to be made. But I think often uh, the controversy around the Holy Spirit is, is more on our part than, than his part and, and about how people respond or experience the Holy Spirit. I also don't think the Holy Spirit is a, a complex subject. Of course, theology is, is deep um, and, and the deeper you go, the, the more vast and rich it gets when we, we know God. But in, in many ways, what Jesus um, says here is, is straightforward. Um, it might be hard to, to grasp for us um, that God is spirit and, and he's not an inanimate object. Welcome. I've got a, a visitor. Welcome. It's the Holy Spirit. I think that the Holy Spirit is, is mostly like um, an old friend or a good friend who we know but could get to know a bit better. You know those friends, I was at a wedding the other week and um, you hear speeches by the parents and you find out new bits of information about your friends that you never realised before. I, I have this friend and I thought I, I knew him sort of well and then it turns out his dad started talking about at his wedding speech that he was obsessed with cricket as a boy growing up. He was given a minute to talk about cricket every dinner time conversation. And we'd never connected. I think both of us had faded in our cricket um, passion over the years and never connected about cricket. And now we just talk for hours about the early 2000s Australian cricket golden era because we found out some new information about each other. Um, the other day, I don't know if you've ever done this, but... Uh, I overheard people on like a first date asking each other like questions, like getting to know each other. And, and this couple had this great sort of plan where they'd, they'd planned some questions and then every fifth question was a bonus question that was, was unplanned, unprepared. You could ask anything and they'd throw some curveballs in and um, I, was, I was sitting there reading a book but it was pretty distracting because these guys like turned out they were Christians, they were talking about serving in the church talking about you know, the, the greatest disappointments and joys in life. They were, um, they were both in the medical field, so that was interesting. They were both Asian, so I was like, come to, come to Embrace. Um, no, everyone's welcome at Embrace. Um, but yeah, it's, it's sometimes good to learn more information about people, to get to know them even better, even if you already know them. And I think the Holy Spirit's a bit like that. And so today, I just want to go really slowly through what we just read. And just look at who is the Holy Spirit? What's some, what's some of the, the questions we might ask of him as we get to know the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, I think, is like a friend to us in many ways because if you believe in Jesus, you have received the Holy Spirit. You know the Spirit. He's, an, he's a good friend. He's the one who, who has given you the ability to have faith. 
He's the one who's given you the ability to understand who Jesus is. He makes Jesus alive to us and real to us and present to us. But I think what's tricky about the Holy Spirit is if I was a friend of Jesus, if I was like one of his mates back in the day, and he was like, hey, look, I'm going to go to the Father and I'll send the Holy Spirit. I'd be like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We're just getting started. We're good friends, but this could get so much better. I, was, I could do a speech at your 40th, Jesus. We could be having beers in Birkenstocks for the next 30 years. Because to touch the beard of Jesus, to touch his face, to be able to hold his hand, to be able to say to a friend who doesn't believe, hey, have you met Jesus before? Come over for dinner. He'll be there. That would be so incredible and yet God's plan was different to that. God's plan was that we wouldn't have the incarnate God-man Jesus but we'd have the spirit of Jesus. So let's find out why God's plan is better. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commands. And this isn't, this isn't a controlling move. This isn't like, prove how much you love me. He's not saying that. He's simply saying that his love language is obedience. And I've said this before in Embrace. You know, you know the love languages, touch, gifts, words of affirmation, quality time, service. I like to add food in as a love language. Jesus likes to add in obedience. Obedience is the love language of God. Like we know about his love. We've read in John that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. We've we've heard of his love, of his grace, of his truth. And now Jesus says, well, in return, if you want to love me, love me by following me, by obeying me. He, he bookends his first bit of teaching, if you've got the, um, the passage open. Verse 15 and verse 21 look strikingly similar. Verse 21 says, Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father and I too will love them and show myself to them. Now this is all good and well except to, to obey Jesus, to read the Sermon on the Mount, to, to, to hear his words and then just go out and do it is hard. It's hard to, to get that done. It's hard to, to do it every day. We might do the maths and see that his ways are the best ways, but to wake up every morning and follow Jesus on our own strength isn't going to work. We need some help. We need him to change us. We need to have heart surgery so that we're, we're transformed from the inside out. We need a helper. And so verse 16, this isn't really working, is it? Verse 16, Jesus says, I'll ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. God the Father is going to give the disciples another. When he says another, that means another like Jesus, another advocate. I think in the the church Bibles there it said another counsellor. This word advocate is the, the original word paraclete, and it can be translated many ways. 
Advocate here could be translated as, um, as counsellor, as one who gives support, as advisor, as strengthener, encourager, ally or true friend. These are some of the, the, the common translations of this word. The Father is going to send another helper, another counsellor, another advisor, a strengthener, a true friend to help you and be with you forever. Like, I don't know if you just look at those words you could translate. I don't know if you've ever been to counselling, but counsellors, they're like professional friends. That's all right. God bless, mate. Lord, we just pray for our friend who stepped in. So, counsellor, helper. Like, I don't know when you need help, but having a helper is, is good. A helper who's with you forever, that's handy. One who gives support, an advisor. I don't know when you need advice, but imagine having someone who would give you advice there with you forever. Someone to strengthen you, maybe like a spotter at the gym, but who also gives you your protein shakes. An encourager, you know, just like a cheerleader, someone just to encourage you, just cheer you on with you forever. A true friend, an advocate. The Holy Spirit is, is the one who will be there for you. He's the 1am phone call friend. He's the Holy Spirit sent to be with you forever, to help you. You see, Jesus could only be on earth for a certain amount of time. He was, he was limited. He, he humbled himself and stepped into to the limitations of human flesh, of space, of time. He existed for about 33 years as a, as a man in the, in the Middle East about two millennia ago. But the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus can be with you, can be with people in the 500s, in the 1500s, in the 2500s if we make it there. The Holy Spirit can be with you in Albania or Australia or Zimbabwe. Any time, any place, forever. So the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. Those names are actually interchangeable. As you read the New Testament, you'll see um, him referred to as the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of Jesus. He's another sent by the Father, another like Jesus. And he's the Spirit of truth. Last week we read that Jesus is the way, the life and the truth. Jesus has been saying he's the truth quite a bit and the spirit of Jesus is the spirit of truth. Jesus goes on, he says, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. What he's saying is the world, the world can't accept him because the world can't see him. The world can't accept him because the world doesn't know him. 
Like that makes sense, right? I don't know if you speak to Christians or non-Christians, but one of the hardest things about God is the whole invisible factor. Right? We can't walk up to a friend and say, have you met Jesus? Come to my place. He'll be there at dinner. I mean, we sort of could because he will be there at dinner, but he's invisible. Your friend's going to be weirded out. The world can't see him. The world doesn't know him and so the world can't accept him. But to be known, to have a friend, to have someone who is with you and who is in you, means you'd know him. You know him for he lives with you and will be in you. It's like the Lion King. I, I, I'm not going to apologise for spoiling the Lion King because if, if you haven't seen the Lion King, it's too late. But I mean, the Lion King, Simba, he, he doesn't know what to do. He can't see his father anymore. He can't, he, he can't know his father anymore. He can't accept life because Mufasa's died. And I'm actually more familiar with the musical version that shows my taste. But Rafiki says, Simba, he lives in you. He lives in me. Amazing song. Um, I often sing in sermons, so I'll I'll leave it there. But, But Rafiki sings, he lives in you, he lives in me. He watches over everything we see. The Spirit of God is God living inside you and God living with you. He's the one who makes God present to us. It's like, um, who has a dishwasher? If you've got a dishwasher, you would not understand the, the, the debate about how to best wash dishes by hand. Like, do you use a chucks or do you use... Uh, a cloth with the scrubber bit? Or will that scrubber bit affect the non-stick pans and so you can't use that? Will you use detergent or will you just use boiling hot water but then what if your hands get burnt? Or what if, as happened to me the other day, I use all the hot water on the dishes and then Jess can't have a shower? Um, but one of the best dishes inventions is the dish wand. The dish wand puts the detergent inside your scrubber. You don't have to have this detergent scrubber sort of combination, you know, using detergent and using the detergents inside the scrubber. And the Holy Spirit means God's inside you. The Holy Spirit is God right there with you. The Holy Spirit is like the dish wand. Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Jesus here is is promising both his resurrection and his spirit. He says, I'm leaving you, but you're not going to be an orphan. You're not going to be on your own. You're not going to be without Father. I'm coming back before long. I'm resurrecting in just a few days and also I'm sending my spirit in in 40, 50 days and because I live, you will live. He's the source of life. Because of his resurrection, we can have 
resurrection life. Because of the Spirit, we can have life. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He says, I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. It's this web of union, of connection. He's in the Father, we're in Him, He's in us. It's by His Spirit that we have union with Christ. We're going to get into this next week, um, the vine and the branches. Maybe my favourite, if last week was my favourite verse in the Bible, next week's my favourite chapter, John chapter 15. Union with Christ is, is made possible by the Holy Spirit. God makes His home in us. And we find ourselves in Him. God makes His home in us and we find ourselves in Him. Time's up. <laughs> anyway, we get a little break. We get a little break and a guy with an unfortunate name, um, his name's Judas, but not Judas Iscariot, the Bible tells us, says, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? And I think it's a good question because, like, why is God invisible? Like, why does he choose to make his home in us, to be friends with us, but the world can't see him, the world doesn't know him? What Jesus says is, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. It seems as if Jesus is saying that God wants to dwell with us. He wants to make his home in us. He wants to live with us as his friends, make his home. But he only makes his home when he's invited in. Like I don't know if you've got family members who have just tried to move in without you sort of approving it. Has that happened to anyone? Just cousin rocks up, like, I'm studying in Australia for the next four years and I'm living at your house. Ever happened to anyone? It's just us. Um, God, God, doesn't, God doesn't want to be an uninvited guest. God doesn't want to be a squatter. He wants to make his home in these children who love him, who believe into him. And God is, is all-powerful and he is able and he could if he wanted to, but he chooses to make himself at home with his friends. He comes and lives in those who love God and obey God and follow the way and the teaching of Jesus. He dwells with, he lives with his friends. And what this actually, this is really helpful, these verses here, because it helps us understand why people who don't love Jesus don't obey his teachings. Like, have you ever thought you've been thinking about the issues, the political issues of our day? You know, maybe with sexuality or um, certain things like the uh, ethical, behavioural. And we go, should we expect those who don't love him to obey him? Should we expect that? I mean, his ways are the best ways. He's, he's the designer of humanity. And, and so in many ways, the, well, not in many ways, in every way, the best way for people to live is to live in the way of Jesus. And yet those who don't love him won't obey him. Jesus says that. This is very helpful for us to understand why so much of our world doesn't follow Jesus, because they don't love Jesus. The Spirit is the way 
the truth and the life. The Spirit gives, the Spirit empowers, the Spirit compels us, strengthens us, advocates for us, helps us follow the way of Jesus. And it's people who love Jesus, people who are full of the Spirit, who will live his way as a witness to the way to live for the world. Jesus goes on, All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, and the Advocate's the same word as before, paraclete, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, what he's going to do is he's going to keep teaching and keep reminding believers of what Jesus has said. He's going to keep pointing back to. He's going to keep helping us believe. He's going to keep helping us see. He's going to keep helping us understand the words of Jesus. Like Maybe we should add to that list of translations for Paraclete, tutor. He's like a tutor of Jesus. He's a teaching spirit. He's a a Jesus-reminding spirit. He's a Jesus-pointing spirit. And he's the spirit of peace. Jesus says, disciples, I give you peace. And I I leave it with you. I don't don't give as the world gives. It's not like a give and take. Like, what are you going to give me? This actually helps us understand when Jesus says, uh, initially, if you love me, keep my commands. It's not like this sort of, you've got to prove your love. It's saying, if you want to love me, then this is how you do it. He gives his peace and he leaves his peace as a gift. He says, you heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you love me, you'd be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. Jesus says, if you really love me, you wouldn't say, hey Jesus, stick around I could, I could do a speech at your 40th. I could be, we could be having beers in Birkenstocks for the rest of our lives. You would be glad because it's good for him to be with the Father. And believe it or not, it's good for us that he goes and the Spirit comes. That's Jesus' first teaching on the Holy Spirit who is to come, the promised Holy Spirit. That it's good for Jesus and it's good for us that he leaves and the Spirit comes that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit is Jesus but more accessible. Like God, God is Spirit as it is. And in the Old Testament and after the fall, he'd make himself known in different surprising and often exciting ways. But he wasn't that accessible. Like sometimes you had to wait 40 years in the wilderness before he'd give you the next move to make. But then he became more accessible in the person of Jesus as a human. And then human Jesus went back to be with the Father and God became even more accessible as a Holy Spirit who who lives in you and with you. He's invisible, but he's so accessible. Anywhere, anytime, any place, forever. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's got a, a name. Advocate, paraclete. He's not an it. The Holy Spirit isn't a force. The Holy Spirit's a person. 
He is our helper, our counsellor, our strengthener, our encourager, our true friend. He is the spirit of truth, our tutor and teacher, the one who reminds us and leads us into the truth of the teachings of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is peace and he lives in you and he lives with you. He's God at home in you. God is near. God's here. And his love and his mercy and his ministry and his teaching and his words and his works are available to you and are at home in you. So I hope you can see why Jesus thought it was a great idea that he gives another, like him, the Holy Spirit. Jesus is going to keep teaching on the Holy Spirit for a while. And like I said at the start, uh, I really believe the Holy Spirit um, doesn't need to be a controversial or a complicated subject, but, but he can sometimes be confusing. And so as we, we um, seek to understand Jesus more through his Spirit that's with us today, we're going to keep looking into the Spirit. We'll do a Q&A in a few weeks, or do people have burning questions now? The Holy Spirit comes up a lot in the next few chapters, so we'll do a Q&A in a few weeks on the Holy Spirit. We'll look a bit more at the work. If you look in John 15 on the subheadings, um, we've got the vine and the branches coming up, and then the work of the Holy Spirit. So we'll do a, we'll do a bit of a Q&A on the Holy Spirit um, in a few weeks because we'll, we'll unpack his, his work a bit more. But, but what I want to say today is, is the Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. Is the Spirit of Jesus in you and with you if you're a believer of him? Is Jesus filling you? Is Jesus at home in you? And any sort of application of this isn't, isn't super direct. It's actually super broad. Like, I hope this truth and I hope the reality of the Spirit in you and with you can comfort you, can help you, can strengthen you, can be your advocate, can be your ally, can be a true friend in every situation. Like some of us, our situation is uni, part-time job, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, mum's at home's being hard, dad's not at home, what's going on there? Some of your situation is, don't know what's happening with my work. Some of your situation is, did I choose the right course? I feel like I chose the wrong course. I feel like I've so many different things for all of us. The Holy Spirit wants to be your true friend, wants to, to be your helper, your ally, your advocate in all those situations. Is Jesus with you? He's Jesus in you. He's the Spirit of Jesus. You have access to the, the King of heaven and earth.